Good morning. Welcome to Discovery's Digital Gathering. We are glad you're here. We are excited for what God has in store this morning. We want to invite you to download our app, which will help you stay current with our community and get further connected by filling out our new visitor card. Let's prepare our hearts for worship and for the adventure of discovering the good news of Jesus together. Hello, Discovery family. Once again, welcome to this, your house, your community, your church. And we're so excited that you're here with us this um, this morning if you're watching it as we premiere on YouTube. If not, we just want to welcome you whatever you at, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. We're so excited that you're listening to this conversation. And last week I had the privilege to begin this conversation on Advent. For the ones who don't know me, my name is Antonio Reyes and I have the privilege to be one of the um, pastors in this community. And, and I get I, I get to do this to serve you to communicate the message of the good news of Jesus and and this Christmas season we want to continue the conversations on 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 Advent what is Advent you know we, we talk about it the last week of Advent this this uh, posture of of expectation awaiting um, that the that the church developed this calendar with one of those seasons they call it Advent the coming of God with us and we were having the conversation on love and how what is love leading us in this season? What is love requiring from us in this season? As, so as we keep going with this conversation, I want to have the conversation on peace. I, I don't think there's a most relevant conversation that we need to have. Uh, we live in the United States in one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And I think that uh, many times uh, we, it's complicated how to grasp, how to obtain peace when we have everything many of the times so uh i want to take you to this um to the book of isaiah you know years years before jesus was born this prophet by the name of isaiah prophesied communicate about the coming of a savior and he gave a description of of the character of the person of what he was going to bring when he once he was born here on earth and it's found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Pay attention to this, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. That's beautiful, family. Prince of Peace. All the all of the adjectives of the words or the way they could have described the savior of the world. This is intentional, Prince of Peace. May I pray as I begin this conversation, God, we're grateful to be here in this season of Advent. Whatever we find ourselves in this season, sometimes this season can feel so rush. Um, it can feel hard and anxious and even depressing sometimes and sometimes we just try to achieve and do so many things that we don't find even joy or peace in any given moment allow us to find that peace allow us to tap in into that peace help us to understand when we allow him our peace to be stolen by unnecessary things by lies in our lives 
And as I begin this conversation, can you lead us? Can you open our eyes? Can you open our hearts and speak to the core of who we are? In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, one of the things that I used to do with Gabby, we we used to uh, go to San Francisco for day nights. You know, we used to plan our, our day nights. You know, we used to go early. Actually, sometimes we would go pretty early. We would say, hey, we're going to go to shopping. We're going to go buy these things. I mean, shopping is, is pretty bad for us, family, if you know me. You know, we, we, we're going to go shopping. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to go walk into the pier. We're going to go eat here. And we're going to close with a dinner. We were, we were so excited building all these plans because we're going to have a beautiful time together. And, we're gonna, and, and it's going to be a day to remember. And as, as we're getting closer to San Francisco and as we cross the bridge, all of a sudden, all that collapses on us. Because we start getting irritated and frustrated with each other because of, because of those streets, family. Those streets are built very weird, confusing. Sometimes I don't even know what's happening. I don't know. I don't know if it's two ways or it's only one way. Sometimes I don't even know if I'm on the bus line. Sometimes I don't even know where I'm going. And we're having conversations and even not even conversations. We're yelling at each other. I give you the right address. She's like, no, 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 no. You didn't give me the right address. I'm like, I did. And she's like, don't yell at me. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just passionate about things, you know. So I'm like having this conversation and this yelling at each other. And all of a sudden, the plan that we had, the perfect plan, the beautiful evening we were going to have, all of a sudden collapses on us for the lack of harmony and peace between her and myself. You know, the crazy thing is that for much more less things, I have allowed my peace to be stolen. There's many times that I wake up in the morning and I'm upset, I'm irritated, I'm mad, I'm, I'm feeling the lack of motivation, the lack of drive in my life. My heart doesn't have peace for no reason, for no reason, family. But there's other moments, there are reasons. There's other moments that my context, that my surroundings push me into this place where I allow my peace to be stolen from me because of my frustration, because of my, my stress, my lack of enjoyment in every level of my life, because of my sadness, because of my past, because of what I'm going through, because I don't know where I'm going. Sometimes there's real reasons why I don't feel peace in my life. But you know what the funny thing about this is? Is that it doesn't matter where I lean to either or because there's reasons or because there's no reasons. There's always this battle inside of my soul to keep the peace, to hold on to peace. But it's so slippery sometimes. It go through my fingers and I don't know what to do, family. See, there's this battle happening in our own hearts. There's this battle happening in our own minds that end up overwhelming us because we don't know what's next, because we can see beyond us, because we cannot see hope in the other side. And it looks like not even our education, not even our degrees, not even our wealth, not even our, our possessions, not even our achievements, not even technology, nothing seems to give us and sustain the peace that we need. Family, we're about to develop artificial intelligence, but we cannot produce peace for the human heart. What is about that? What is about that? 
See, there's a common denominator that I can see in this whole picture. And this common denominator, sometimes we underestimate the power in our lives. And it's found in, in the story of Jesus and in, in, in Luke and the good news uh, through the eyes of Luke in chapter 2. As Jesus is born, Luke narrates that there's some shepherds taking care of their sheep. And all of a sudden, these this angels appear and something happens. Let me read the story for you. And if you have it with you, follow up with me. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Other translation says they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Fear. You see the, you see the, the shepherds being afraid of what's happening around them. And the angel tells them, do not be afraid. Fear, 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 family. What is it about fear? I think fear has a bigger impact in, on, on us than we think. We underestimate the power of fear in our lives. See, there's this, um, uh, uh, in the narrative of the Bible, you know, there's 365 times that God says, fear not. Fear not. See, he talks about fear not more than he talks about faith in the Bible. He talks more about fear not than he talks about heaven. He talks more about fear not than he talks about the kingdom of God. What is about fear that we are allowed to take over us? That God has to remind us constantly to not be afraid. And a couple years ago, my wife, Gabby, was reading a book by Lisa Bibier in and part of the conversation in the book she was sharing with me is about fear, living in love. And I know we talked about love um, last week, but I just want to take a moment. You know, when we live in love, we either live in love or we live in fear. See, the opposite of fear is not boldness. It's love. So we all know that when we live in love, there's this natural thing that happens. There's this... Uh, Something happens in us and it shows the way we live. And the way we can know this is by Paul. See, Paul writes this letter in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I think most of us know the verses by memory. And it says, love is kind. Love is patient. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily anger. It keeps no record of, of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's what love causes in us when we live in love. And I believe that when we live in love, we live in peace. But see, when we, when we allow fear to take over us, this whole thing switches. And listen, if your switches, removes the word love and adds the word fear into these verses. And this is how it sounds. It says, fear is impatient. Fear is unkind. Fear envies and is, 
and boasts. It's arrogant and it's rude. Fear insists on its own way. It is irritable and resentful, rejoices in wrongdoings rather than truth. Fear bears nothing, believes nothing, hopes nothing, endorses nothing. Fear will end. I think most of us, we live in fear. If we evaluate ourselves by, by this, I live in fear many, many times. Let me tell you, family. See, fear is the greatest rival of love and peace. Equal in intensity and deadly in its capacity to corrupt us. Peace cannot flourish in the company of fear family. See, fear pushes us to live in survival mode. And that undermines our creativity. Can I repeat that again? Fear pushes us to live in survival mode. And that undermines our creativity. In other words, it doesn't allow us to live in our creative expression. See, I notice when I'm living in fear, when I'm living in fear, all of a sudden I shut down. All of a sudden I want to control everything. When I'm in fear, I become tunnel vision. When I'm in fear, I, there's no hope in me. I become very cynical about things. And I understand and I evaluate in that moment. I know that I'm living in fear because this is pushing me to live in survival mode. And that's not where God wants me to live. But if we actually live in love and in peace and we allow peace and love to be the things that drive us, to move us. All of a sudden, we are led to live in our creative expression family. See, there's some misconceptions about peace. The Bible and the narrative of the Bible talks about peace more than 700 times. You know that? More than 700 times. And none of those times, peace means the absence of chaos. And none of those times peace means the absence of pain. And none of those times peace means the absence of disappointment or brokenness or challenges. And none of those moments peace means that. Because peace, according to the narrative of the Bible, is a person. Not a thing that we obtain. Not a location that we go. Not something that we get. It's a person. See, you know... I remember I was um, actually this week I was I was going through a lot. There was a lot of frustration. I was uh, I was very frustrated about things. I was overwhelmed, you know. Um, and 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 one of the things that brings me peace is when I go to nature. I love I love to go to nature. I love to go um, walk and and allow nature to 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 bring peace into my heart. And there's this place where I like to go here in Vacaville called Peñadobe. And um, on a, a couple of days ago, uh, after working at my job, I decided to go to that place. And I'm, I was doing a couple errands and then I came to my house. I, I tried to dress up and get ready to go. I took my dog with me. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm, let's go, you know. As I'm driving to Peñadobe, I noticed that it's becoming darker, dark, and, and I'm like, man, I'm not going to make it. I need to drive faster. I need to go, you know, and, and, and I'm driving fast, and I'm trying to get to that place because I'm feeling like I need to run. I need to release stress. I need to go to this thing to bring me peace, 
and I get there, I'm rushing and I'm walking fast and I'm dragging my dog, my dog with me and he's barking everyone and their mamas and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm carrying him and I'm like, let's go. And at the beginning of, of a walking, I notice I'm like, I'm not gonna make it. There's no way I'm gonna go around. It's gonna become dark. There's some random people going that trail. I'm like, uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not gonna exercise. They're doing something else, you know? And I don't wanna go there. So I turn around, I'm upset, I'm irritated, I'm dragging my dog with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to my truck, I'm missing my AirPod, you know, first world problems. And I'm, like, I'm so upset, the thing that was supposed to bring me peace, the place that I was supposed to go to bring, to release stress, now I'm the completely opposite. I'm upset, I'm mad, and I don't wanna do anything, and I'm so, so almost, over, I'm so overwhelmed. See, because, because location, a position, something will never secure our peace because it's not what it provides peace. The source of peace is a person, and that's Jesus. See, we forget in the time that Jesus decided to come into earth. See, Jesus was born in a time where his people were oppressed by the Roman Empire. I know we don't like to talk about this and we don't like to put it in this perspective, but Jesus was, was born in a place where there were slaves. There were a subculture that would serve and benefit the Roman Empire. See, Jesus was born in a time where mad people, where crazy people were in power. We can see in the narrative of the Bible. When he was born, one of the, the political leaders, he was so he was trying to find who Jesus was, and he started a genocide of kids. Crazy people. Not just that, he was born in a time where they were taxing people almost 90% of their income. See, Jesus didn't come into earth in a perfect time, in a perfect space. He came into our mess and came to our broken world. And that's the narrative of the Bible. If you actually go back into the Old Testament, God always disrupts the chaos and the disaster to bring freedom to people. And He wants to bring peace, but not peace the way we, we want to see peace. Not by orchestrating everything around us and having peace around us, but He wants to bring peace into our souls because we have a misconception, family. We think... If, if just my favorite political party will win, we will have peace. If just I will accumulate enough, I will have more peace. If I just have the level, uh, the level of education that I need, I will find peace. If I just get into the right relationship, I will find peace. If I just have the right opportunities, I will have peace. If I no longer have to deal with this group of people, I will have peace. We think if we just have a certain things, we will it will be so much more easier to access to peace. But it never occurs to us that peace is not something, it's a person. And what about we actually invite that person into our chaos, into our disaster, into our the turmoil of our lives, but to our hearts? See, because, because family, think, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this, family. Jesus never came to conquer. Jesus never came to conquer countries. Jesus never came to conquer anything outside but the human heart. Jesus came to conquer the human heart. 
See, because he knows if I bring peace into their hearts, if I bring peace into their souls, everything else flows out of that place. Nobody will take that away from them. And not just that, you will become the point of reference of peace. You will become the channel to bring peace around you in your workplaces, with your families, wherever you go, you will become a peacemaker everywhere you go. You you will become a unicorn around you, I tell you that. Peace is rare, family. Peace is rare. Many few times I have known someone by how peaceful they are. That's not something that we actually acknowledge, but it's needed. In the book, The Way of the Warrior by Eric McManus, the way of the warrior, how do we find inner peace? He talks about how we are warriors and we will never be ready to fight these battles until until we have come to know peace. This is the way he opens his book. The the warrior is never ready for battle until he has come to know peace. The warrior is never ready for battle until he has come to know peace. Not to find peace, to know peace, the person of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, he says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Family, peace is something that God desires for us. Peace is something that God wants to give us, but it's found in a person, not in the absence of chaos. There's this moment by the end of the life of Jesus. Jesus is having this intimate conversation with them in this last dinner before he gets captured and assassinated by the Roman Empire and other religious leaders. There's this moment, it's found in John chapter 14, and and um, Jesus is having this conversation, and he's telling the disciples, you know, the end, the end of times, and 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 they're exchanging food, and they're they're having a beautiful moment, a very intimate moment, and he's telling, before I leave, I'm gonna, I'm leaving you with something, the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you some tools. I'm giving. I'm not. I'm not gonna leave you alone. And through that conversation, in verse 27, he says. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Man, Jesus, you're leaving his tools to fight, to move forward, to expand this message. Why don't you just give me weapons or something like that? Why don't you just give me access to wealth? To expand this thing. Why don't you just give me the capacity of knowledge and intelligence and I can just help people. Why don't you just give me the capacity of bringing, I don't know, uh, uh, th- th- thunderstorms into people when they don't want to listen. Like, why don't you give me those things? Why peace? Peace, peace, peace. Jesus says, I'm going to give you peace, but not the way you know peace. Not the way your culture and your society gives you peace. See, I'm going to give you this peace that the Old Testament calls it shalom. Shalom. Shalom is this peace that brings wholeness. Shalom is this this peace that makes you feel complete. Shalom is 
is that piece that put all the pieces together in place. Um, I want to share with you, I, lo- I love to open my heart all the time and live with, I love people to see my scars in my own life. You know, <clears throat> a couple months ago, my wife and I, we went through a very tough time in our lives. We have been walking with people for, for years, you know, and, and we have seen people going through the same thing and how complicated, how devastating, how much this affects their own lives, their own marriages. A couple, we've been trying to have babies for a long time with Gabby. And um, a couple months ago, we ended up going to Hawaii. You know, we were inspired to have babies in Hawaii, if you know what I mean. Hopefully, this is not too much information. But after we come back, you know, we had a great time. We, we were doing our own thing. All of a sudden, one week, Gabby started having some stomach problems. There was something going on in her stomach, and, and, and we didn't know. It was a lot, of, a lot of pain. Till one day, one night, she was going through so much pain. She was, she was yelling in the restroom and I didn't know what to do. I was concerned for her and we didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, something comes out of her body and we didn't know what it was. There's something in our hearts and our minds that we see that. That it might be a miscarriage. Next day, she goes to the doctor and yes, she was pregnant. She has some, I believe, six weeks of pregnancy. And she just had a miscarriage. We were confused. We didn't know what to think. We didn't know how to react. We didn't know uh, how, to, how to do this. You know, we reach out to people that we love. Pastor Steve, you know, our other mentors too. To keep us in their prayers and to keep us in check. What was going on? Um, seeing my beautiful wife, Gabby, she was a rock. I told her, babe, whatever you feel, feel it. If you want to feel angry, if you want to feel sad, if you want to feel whatever feeling you want to feel, let it be. Let it be. And I told myself the same thing. Whatever feeling, Tony, you want to feel, feel it. Do not stop it. But it was weird. I developed this conversation in my own head that I I, I didn't feel anything because I never really developed a, a connection with that baby. I never developed this emotional connection with this baby. And I didn't know what it was. You know, like, I, I, it's just, I just didn't feel much. And I told myself, that's probably the reason why I'm not feeling anything. And the same as my wife. My wife was going through it like, like a chap. I don't, she was so strong. She cried, of course, a couple of times, but she was above and beyond strong. And I remember one moment that I was having with, with God, you know. He shared this with me, and, and I, I just didn't know what to do. He told me. He told me into my own soul. He whispered into my own heart. Do not confuse my help, my strength. Because my peace came like a wave. They give you oxygen through this process. They give you the strength to fly like an eagle. This whole I didn't develop a connection, emotional connection with my baby is not the truth. Do not miss the supernatural moments and me being active in your life because I was there. It was his peace. This Shalom family that puts things together. The Shalom that makes me feel whole. 
the shalom that takes the broken pieces and puts them together. This, this shalom that takes the shattered pieces in my core and puts them back together. That peace now how the world gives us, give to us. But the peace is the way Jesus gave it to us because he is the source of peace. Family, as we close this conversation, as we move forward, my desire is for you to come know the source of peace, Jesus. We're going to transition into this moment of communion. And I want you to reflect and have a moment as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus and the cross for all humanity. Take a moment. As we conclude this moment, I want to leave you with this, the words of Jesus to his disciples. John chapter 14, verse 27. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Go ahead, family. Be courageous and allow that peace to take over and drive you to your future. See you soon.